I used to do a little rap song to my cats, uh-huh. which is um, "Must be time for the biscuit time." Must be time for the biscuit time. Must be time for the biscuit time. Must be. Must be. Must. 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 Must be time for the podcast time. I'm Mark Stedman from Podient. I'm Brendan from Podcast Advocate. Are you going to help me find a new show, a new favourite show to I, listen to? I will totally help. That's kind of like my thing. Um, so the, 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 the problem is uh, I have, I go through uh, phases where I, I, you know, there's lots of podcasts I listen to and often there'll be something that I'll, um, I'll discover and then that will become my new favourite for a bit and then yep. either something else will come along and that will be my new favourite. Like for a long time it was Thrilling Adventure Hour and then that yeah. finished and then... Rest in peace. Yeah, indeed. And then most recently Miss, uh, Mission to Zix, uh, but yeah. that's on hiatus at the moment and hopefully we'll be coming back, back soon. soon. Come back soon, Mission. Um, and there was uh, one of one of my treat listens one of the ones that i would save you know if it would pop up early in my podcast uh in my preferred list i would scooch it on down the list because i wanted to get to it um at a certain time a little bit i wanted to yeah i wanted to sort of delay the pleasure a little bit and that's now become less of a thing because there've been a few episodes that have just not been and, and not not been it's not fair to say they've not been to par but it's mm-hmm. more that a lot of things that make you laugh are to do with surprise and uh, if they can't surprise you anymore, mm-hmm. then you lose some of that stuff. And um, as much as I like the show and I think it's great, and I'm a Patreon supporter because I like getting the 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 the, the extra bit. Um, uh, Do by Friday is it's no longer my favourite podcast, and I don't have a new favourite, and so that's what I'm looking for now. Gotcha. Okay, so a couple questions for you. Uh, have you heard about Gimlet? <laughs> they've got they've got new shows now. In case you hadn't heard, yeah, I I, uh, I started listening to Sandra, and I think mm-hmm. I think I'll finish. I'm just not. <laughs> I think I'll finish. Oh, ringing endorsement. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what it is. Um, I I only downloaded a couple of episodes mm-hmm. because it was a bingey thing, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, it was all released in one go, and so I, for whatever reason, the way I I listened to the first episode, I think it's because. When I listened in preview, I wasn't gripped. Mm-hmm. So I was downloading them one by one as mm-hmm. opposed to just downloading the whole thing and then being in my queue to listen to. So because they're not in my queue, yeah. there's other things that are in my queue. And so it's not jumping up the queue. Well, since I, I, I have binged the whole thing uh, as mm-hmm. well as Habitat. Um, I mm. I would I'd love to, to chat with you, though. Uh, wait until you have gone through and finished so spoiler reasons so habitat then yeah. is that uh, another fiction show no no that one's um it's more like a reality show it's uh a group a group of like six uh astronauts go into a uh, biodome in hawaii for a year without leaving to conduct an experiment for nasa about uh people going to mars wow it was good i i, I have thoughts and i uh if you if you if that interests you at all uh i would wait until after you listen to that as well to mm-hmm. talk about it um but i'd say overall it was it was good it was it was a fun binge uh that was like seven or eight episodes mm-hmm. as well and, and it was a quick it was a quick listen okay so i have a question for you have you ever listened to the podcast uh conversations with people who hate me no but i know of it that surprised me with how much i liked it mm. um it uh you know it's a it's a gut puncher it's a it's mm-hmm. kind of you know it's not it's not easy listening per se mm. um and they come out pretty rarely i think it's every two weeks maybe 
Um, but it's good. It's really good. Well, uh, this this is a job for for you, listener, uh, dear listener. If uh, if you want to get in touch, then um, you can tweet me or uh, me or Brendan. Um, I am Stedman is my Twitter handle, and uh, the pod playlist is Brendan's. And then you can also just use the hashtag Bitrate. Hey, that's an even better idea. So I just read an article by um, our previous guest, Mayan Plout, about connecting with podcast listeners, and mm. she created a guide for constructive feedback constructive yeah. criticism for podcasts and i thought it would be an excellent thing to explore did you have a chance to read it i did it was it was very comprehensive yes um and you know there's there's a, a lot in there um and uh and, and really well considered absolutely i pulled out a couple highlights um and yeah i thought we could kind of go over them um one of them was kind of like what as a as a podcaster what goals are you hoping to better achieve by hearing directly from your audience mm. and it's kind of an interesting thought process. I like, are you, are you as a podcaster just trying to um, make a show and put it out there as your own thing? Or are, are you doing it with the goal in mind of um, making somebody that other people will actually want to hear? Uh, mm. maybe making, uh, making a product that other people want to hear. And, um, and then are, are you, like a second part to that question is, are you ready to hear what your audience has to say? Which is... You know, definitely a f- that's such a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's heavy, right? It's a kind of a philosophical question there. Um, of all the podcasts I've made, I think I've been guilty of just wanting to make the thing and just wanting people to enjoy it to a degree, but also I think probably not wanting to hear certain bits of criticism. And I think the worst criticism that I would ever expect to have been um levied at me is something along the lines of this is not as entertaining as you think it is mm. or this is not as worthwhile as you think it is because um and i think that's changed over the last year um i think yeah th- there's there's been a, a huge evolution in the way i've produced shows um i think the you know the the main three now as it is with with bitrate and leopard and thread yeah i had um similar feelings with podcast playlist in that I I wanted to create something that was yeah a, a top quality you know as 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 good a quality as I could make it and something to fully articulate my thoughts on you know the the topic at hand which is podcasts and I found that it took so much work to be able to make it what I wanted to and then even still it wasn't always quite what I wanted it to be that um, uh, as just announced on Twitter that you know I'm I'm on a permanent hiatus from that show, um, and I, what's interesting is that the feedback I did receive was which was little. It was usually positive. Um, I don't recall ever receiving negative feedback, but the the prospect of it was was there. It wasn't a big worry, but it was definitely something I thought about, like, um. Why, why, why are you spending all this time and editing time? You know, like putting together something and and just uh, you know have it not be as as concise or as uh, detailed or as as um, important, uh, like you said, as you think it is. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think comedians talk about this thing a lot, where it's often the 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 worst review of your work is, yeah, 
Yeah. Because you want to have some kind of uh, of a reaction. And obviously, ideally, you'd like that to be positive. But you also know that not everything you do will be liked by everyone. And, and if it is, then you're probably not doing anything that exciting. Yeah. And actually, you know, with that point, like when and then you put in an episode and you get 500 listens and no feedback. Yeah. Uh, it kind of feels like an eh. Yeah. It kind of feels like, you know, you didn't move anybody either direction at all to see... Uh, to to you know to have them actually reach out, even though you know there is a call to action at the end, maybe to write a review, maybe to um just say hi on Twitter, maybe to you know offer you know um podcast recommendations or anything like that. Um, and then when there's nothing, it's kind of a kind of a disappointment. Yes, and I think the the other possibly unspoken thing about this and not not because it's a secret but just maybe because I don't know, but the sort of unspoken thing about leaving. Apple Podcasts reviews is that it's it's actually really not an easy process. No, it's not, and it 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 takes a while, and not everyone uses that app to listen nope. uh, to podcasts, and so it, it is actually really really tricky. Uh, and Apple haven't made it easy to um, for other people, you know, to, to to just have a link that takes you through to a form or whatever. Uh, it, it's also. Um from what I hear, not as impactful as people say. It's it's a lot more vanity than it is um, an actual metric that uh, like helps you rank higher. Yeah, this is this is the the interesting thing because depending on who you speak to, that there you can get these really contradictory reports on how useful that stuff really is, and it's it's actually because Apple don't tell us. It's it's it really is a guessing game. It is a black box. Yep. Uh, so another um, question that I thought was pertinent from that guide is actually for the listener. And, you know, since we're both listeners, it would work for us as well. Uh, how will your feedback improve their show? Thinking about, and, and she actually gives some some guidance on how to craft your feedback with praise, question, polish, and kind of a... She says it's not a compliment sandwich where you put the mm. criticism inside, but it actually it kind of is. Um, but like thinking about like what's what's good, what needs work, and you know your kind of recommendation on how to um, maybe approach that change or something like that. And then also to think about what the podcaster can actually change because they can't change their voice or their gender or things like that, which is sadly a thing that needs to be said. <laughs> yes. Well, there, 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 I've got two things about this. Um, yeah. One is a confession um, in that <laughs> uh, actually both are sort of confessional. But one, the first one is that I recently um, and I, I, I was very reluctant about it, but it was one of these things that had been bubbling up for ages. I, I sent a, a sort of a... <laughs> I don't want to use the word complaint, but I was, I guess, mm-hmm. complaining uh, mm-hmm. about a particular. It was, it was a behaviour pattern in a particular podcaster that I was just trying to understand and also figure out and say, if the benefit of the doubt needs given as to why this is happening, then consider that doubt given. Um, but if there is no benefit of the doubt to be given, can you please stop doing that thing, please? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like. You keep doing this thing. If there's a reason that you're doing it that I don't understand, then that's fine. Tell me. But can you? otherwise, can you stop doing it because it's really irritating and it sounds a bit unprofessional? And mm-hmm. this person wrote back and said, I, 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 no, in fact, because it was a, it was a two, two host show and the first uh-huh. host wrote back and I was horrified to find out that th- both hosts read this. Um, the first host wrote back and said, uh, that the thing you're describing doesn't happen. Oh. Th- then, then the person that I was complaining about 
wrote in, uh, wrote me back and said, no, I don't do that. That would be unprofessional. I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I felt awful because I was like, I, I, I already wasn't writing an angry email. I wasn't writing a snitty email. I wasn't mm-hmm. being a well actually guy. I, you know, I was trying to tread as lightly as I could. And I still felt awful when this person wrote back and said, no, I don't do that. The, the the other thing is on on feedback. I think to tie it into iTunes reviews as we were, mm-hmm. there is a big difference here. And w- because frankly, when people are asking for iTunes reviews, they're not asking for feedback. Right? They're asking for people to tell them that their podcast is great. They want four five star reviews. Yes. And I think most of the time, when people are asking for feedback, they are asking for praise. Oh, absolutely. Um, and they're asking for promotion. And so, I think there are probably times when there are, when there are um, general uh, g- genuine calls for feedback. But I think that probably happens on a more regular, like annual basis, as mm-hmm. as you know, as a part of a review. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think polls are good for that, yeah. and anonymous surveys yeah. and things like that. I think are really good for that. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Um, Tell us what we should do for for the for the next year, and I think that kind of approach is really good and really useful because you really get a sense of of how you can genuinely approve um, in aggregate across all of your listeners, um, and so you're not necessarily just getting that one shouty person that's like, I hate the f- the fact that you always say, "Uh." I love to reach out to the podcasters that I listen to. I on Twitter, like I I'm shouting out into the void at the people who are, are in my head all day every day you know like um i mean as a as an often uh topic on the show like yesterday i reached out to the producers of uh today explained um mm-hmm. and i was like hey yo hey vox you know I, I love what you're doing with today explained it's amazing uh please double their staff and make world explained that is but that that statement in itself is is a wonderfully us centric thing because i love the fact that you say double the staff and then you can cover the entire world i'm shaking my head at myself it was a cheap shot but i had to take it oh. <laughs> uh, well well taken oh my god i'm horrible so you you were reaching out you were reaching out to vox to uh to 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 praise them yeah i send out a lot of uh tweets and you know, and i hear back and it's good and i i I'd like kind of like with your statement before, I like I try to be positive as well. I, I definitely take not, not take people to task is 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 pretty that that's harder than I feel like I do. Um, I complain lightly about things like when there's no links in show notes or when there's um, you know especially when 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 a podcast says there's going to be a link to a survey in the show notes. And there's no link to a survey in the show notes. And there's practically no show notes at all. I it it's upsetting. Like like they they're asking they're they're they have a call to action and they're not following through on their part of the bargain. Uh it's like I, I fill out almost every survey from a podcast. If they have a link in the show notes, I will click on it. If they don't have a link in the show notes, I'm not gonna sit and type in a URL. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, a lot of times, like I'm, I'm working with my hands all day, or I'm driving. I, I don't even have the ability to, like, but going back later in Overcast and just hitting a button, like that's super easy to have that engagement. So, for me, a lot of it is uh, the podcasters allowing for that um, ability to to reach out and share, making it easy for the audience to do that. So, having links in the show notes is 
huge to me. Um, what really uh, upsets me is um, Radiotopia, Panoply, and Gimlet. I think those are all severely lacking. I might be wrong, but I think a lot of that actually has been um, many of us have moved forwards in this medium in a way that, and I keep talking about Apple, but in a way that <laughs> Apple hadn't for a long while. And um, mm-hmm. because a lot of the things that we're talking about uh, require HTML True. Um, in your show notes. Yep. And it was only up until last year that Apple actually added support for that within the podcast app. Yeah, I actually, I reached out to um, Roman Mars at one point and he, he got back to me and he's like, well, you know, our ads are dynamically inserted, so we can't have a specific link to whatever you heard because of this and that. Yeah, you and can. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you're dynamically inserting bits of audio, you can dynamically write the metadata around it. Seems like you could add a bit of dynamically inserted text if you could audio. Silly. It's silly is what it is. So speaking of uh, um, Apple's domination of the podcast sphere yeah may not be long for this world google has been going through some updates for their search engine getting podcasts more uh, prominence mm. have you looked into that pacific content article well series of articles about uh, google's new updates uh so i looked at uh certainly one of them and mm-hmm. i wasn't sure what was different mm-hmm. um and part of this might just be i don't know the stars aren't aligning for me to actually see the changes that they're talking about maybe yep. you do have to have an android phone i'm not sure but the, oh, this do. mythical google type in the name of a podcast into google and you get play buttons i've never seen yeah so yeah it's it's rolled out now apparently and mm-hmm. it looks like it's only for android phones um right. okay and so at least that's a that's a thing Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At least that's a thing, I and mean, that's good. And you, <laughs> as you've described many times, like Android is like eighty percent of the yeah. smartphone market. So that's awesome. But like they have Google, so they've been rolling out new tools and new um, abilities for podcasts to show up in search engines and in mm-hmm. in Google feed. So it shows you um, like a, a link to the uh, the podcast page. It actually has play buttons right in, in, mm-hmm. in the search area so that you can listen to the podcast right there. You could subscribe somehow. I don't know. Uh, I think this either is or is going to be a companion podcast app for the actual phone. Um, and then you, there's even like a donate button and um, um, other things like that where you can interact more with the podcaster. But like, so they, they also put out a tool where you can insert your RSS and see what it looks like on the search page when somebody, you know, would find your podcast now that's i want to say i've missed that and i did it and uh it gives you a qr code (laughs) that you can scan with your android phone Ah. so that you can see what the results look like Ah. and i'm like i'm Mm. are you Ah. what (laughs) are you kidding me i I have it's it's a it's a it's a web browser like i'm on a web browser you can show me what it looks like you don't have to make me use a different device to scan it (laughs) Oh, so weird. Google is so weird sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whether, whether there's some weird deep, deep deep ties that are into the actual code of the web browser itself, um, it, it, it might be that there's some kind oh, of thing yeah, that's, that's happening there. But yeah, no, that's, that's, that sucks. And I, I, I imagine this is probably only going to be in the US because um, mm. the podcast directory is only in the US. Um, so if, if, oh, I, if I give this a go, I might have to... Um, 
pop, plop my VPN on and um, and see mm. what happens. Do you think that uh, that these updates would move the needle at all in terms of finding more, like bringing in more of that non-podcast listener base to actually find podcasts? Do you think that people are going to search for something and a podcast is just going to show up because of the keyword results and they'll be like, oh, a podcast. I guess I should try this out. Possibly. And it might it might reduce the friction um, for people who maybe mm-hmm. were looking for a show uh, and now they know mm-hmm. they can just type in the name of a show um, mm-hmm. and and actually hear it straight away that that kind of that kind of thing might be um, might be useful i think um, yeah. <clears throat> it 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 it's possibly a, a little too little too late because i think android people are already mm-hmm. on either podcast addict or pocket casts but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have a, a fair shot, and and I'd like to see what right. they do. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's fine that they're going to prioritise Android. Um, but like you, I would like to be able to test this out and see what this looks like, um, and mm-hmm. if there's ways that I can, uh, you know, as, as someone running a podcast hosting company, obviously I want everyone to be able to um, easily get their stuff listed. And in theory, everything should be in place for that to happen. All the right tags should be there. So the article linked in the show notes by Pacific Content on Medium is the first of a five-part series. And the I think it's on the, on, on the Wednesday edition, the third edition, has some information about... Um, Google's uh, podcast recommendation engine, like they're going to like analyze in the way that they analyze your YouTube viewing habits. They're going to analyze what podcasts you listen to and feed up uh, recommendations. I still want um, the one-stop directory slash Mm -hmm. review slash discovery commenting Mm -hmm. thing that, and because uh, you know Podchaser, I think is is yeah. uh, a, a, an as interesting. As we have right now, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what I want to see is I want to see that service tied into all the apps. I want to see some kind of agreed upon yes. mechanism or API that yes. just ties all of that in, so that it can all be done from your favorite podcast app. Because yes. that kind of thing, being able to say if you like the show, hit this star or hit five stars, and you automatically know that that means. Something. Oh, I want that so bad. And again, it, it it goes back to a conversation we had, I think, in 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 platform that it, it really needs everyone to come to the table and and talk together. And it it means a lot of work for quite a few people. Uh, and the only benefit is to listeners. It doesn't really benefit anyone else. And that's a great reason to do something, but not a commercially great reason to do something. And it's difficult. What's your podcasting week look like ahead? Um, I have a new uh, Nobody Asked for This coming out today. Nice! And uh, yeah, um, those are coming out every two weeks for the next few uh, months or so. I did want to ask you if you wanted to talk about the Podium updates at all. Podium launched uh, sort of 2.0 last week and... Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and then a sort of a 2.1 came out on Monday. Uh, and then going forward... So exciting. I'm going to hopefully be writing... Um, going to try and force myself to write a weekly showcase of a feature that you might not know existed. And so the, the first one of that uh, this week might be the uh, the Radio Public integration that we have and letting people know that that's a thing that, that exists. So 
stay tuned all the links are in the show notes and uh, I edit this so they will be and, and then Brendan comes in and does show notes as well so be- between the two of us we'll have this licked Bitrate is produced and presented by Brandon Hudson and Mark Stedman. Tweet us with the hashtag Bitrate and find links to everything we discuss at bitrate.podian.co. Stay safe out there, you friends. <laughs>